Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Double, 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 banger. Bang, bang, bang. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Double, 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 bang. By the way, I don't know if we announced it. Did you say that on the air? The uh, limo guy was one and four. I told you off the air. Yeah, limo guy lost. Limo guy one and four. And it was uh, Frank. Frank beat him again. He'd beaten him before and uh, beat the limo guy. And I think he was at that game last night. And boy, what a game it was for our Astros. You want to talk about lighting it up? You want to talk about the scoreboard? It was a merry-go-round on the base pass. It was unbelievable, the offensive explosion of one hit in the first inning and then two hits in the ninth, and that was it. They went seven and two-thirds innings, the Astros, against the A's. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's the 72 Orioles. This was the Oakland A's, who are the worst team in baseball. Mm-hmm. And you had one hit in the first, a single, and then two singles in the ninth. And that's it. What the bleep in the... It's terrible. Could have gone up three games on the Mariners. You're now two games over the Rangers, two and a half over the uh, Mariners. Yeah, you're, you're, you're fine from that standpoint. But it's just so disappointing to see such a bad team come in Ugh. and beat the Astros at home. I mean, once again, the Astros just... You know they're ripping teams left and right, and all of a sudden they they step up against one of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, one of the historically bad teams in, in baseball history, and this is what they do: they come up with a three, they come up with three hits and a shutout. Man, it's just, it's just, fr- it's very frustrating. It and it's what creates doubt in your mind. Uh, not that it matters. I mean, you got to play the games on the ground. I mean, play the games in the field, but it still creates that doubt where you realize, man, this is the team that just. They, they are now a game away from being, once again, a game away from being 500 at home. And, you know, if they win a division, they're going to ha- have home field advantage. But they just cannot beat. They struggle to beat the worst teams at home. Yeah. It's it's just super, super frustrating. Grand scheme of things, they're they're still fine. But it's just a, it's just a frustrating thing that they haven't overcome it at this point. You had you won two out of three against the Padres. And you think, okay, now you come in, let's, let's take care of business. And even if they win the next two... You still want to just just sweep the A's? Come on, sweep the A's and the Royals, and you're done. Yeah. You're in basically. Yeah. Oh no, no, no they're one in. can touch. They got a 99. Going into that game last night, they got a 99.1 percent chance of getting to the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. There's no question. They're going to beat the A's. They're going to take care of the business. To get you know their numbers. But by the way, the Royals are the worst team in baseball. Yeah, they they've actually overtaken. Them. Yeah, three. Uh, and they're the worst road team. Only 18 wins, and they come in next. Yeah, but that doesn't matter to the Astros. Right. That really That's right. doesn't. It really it's really doesn't. irrelevant what your it record really, is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because you can beat the Astros in Minute Maid. It's just ridiculous. It is just ridiculous the way that they play at home. One game over five hundred at home. That's just amazing. Just amazing. Thirty seven to thirty six at home, forty five and twenty seven on the road. So <clears throat> the Astros lose it last night for nothing in a terrible game. And I I'm not sure that that was the headline nationally for everybody last night. 
Uh, the national shows really haven't picked up on that nearly as much as they have the Aaron Rodgers injury. Mm-hmm. I think that probably dominated probably may, maybe a little bit more than the Astros A's game. When a guy who, and I was really excited about watching him with another team this year. I really was. Um, I've got a friend who is high up in the Jets organization, so I'd like to see him do well. And and I don't have anything. Mike, I kind of like this Jets team. I like Robert Sala. I like I like a lot of the players they built. I think they built a really great defense. A defense is going to be really good. Um, I think the Jets were a sneaky team to be a Super Bowl, a strong Super Bowl contender. Aaron Rodgers, for those of you who missed it, on the fourth snap of the game, Aaron Rodgers was sacked. Now, he had been hit on three straight. Uh, it was not good, not good by the offensive tackles early on trying to cut block and missing cut blocks, including Dwayne Brown. And you could see Dwayne Brown's frustration as he knew that his Miss block had Aaron Rodgers get hit, but Aaron got hit. It didn't look, you know, he got hit and taken down to the ground and it just looked like a regular sack, but then he got up, he kind of shook his head. No. Uh, and then sat back down and you realize something bad was happening. They helped him off the uh, field. And now the x-rays, they said it was an ankle injury. I thought, okay, well that's, that's not bad. And they said x-rays came back negative, but then you had Robert Sala, you know, said it's a serious injury. And what I thought initially at the time was it was when I saw his foot straighten out real fast, I thought, ooh, that's going to be Achilles. And then when they said, oh, it's an ankle injury, I thought, oh, maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I think it's going to be a serious yeah. Achilles injury that knocks him out for this year. And we'll have him questioning whether or not he wants to play football next because the rehab process is a pain in the ass on Achilles. Yeah, 40 years old, it's going to be a different story than if he was a younger player. And you, do you really want to go through all of that and then, you know, and then risk it again? And, oh, by the way, what's the risk for the Jets? They have to go out and get a quarterback this offseason. They can't rely on a guy, a 40-year-old with an Achilles injury. Yeah, you're, you got Zach. Yeah. Yeah. What? You're fine with Zach. Yeah, you're yeah, – Zach, did he win the game last night? Yeah, yeah. but but Zach – well, <clears throat> so Aaron Rodgers understands how to get rid of the ball quickly. When Zach had time to throw, he made some nice throws. Yeah, he throws I mean, he throws. threw some yeah. rockets in there. I thought Zach, when he had time to throw, the problem is the Jets, they they can run block. They don't give you great time to throw. And I just, they're going to have to try to win with, uh, with uh, they'll have to have a, a historical performance by the defense and a running. Basically, what we're talking about is Trent Dilfer's Ravens. We got to go back all the way to 2000. That's the only way the Jets can win at the highest level. Is you have to go all the way back to that level defense, the Jamal, uh, the Jamal Lewis type of running game, only with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Well, Brees Hall is good. Man. Brees looked good, but I Holy thought Dalvin cow, he made a couple good. of moves where there was nothing there, and he made it. Happen. And wow, yeah, he's talented. And then and Dalvin looked fine too. And then uh, you know Garrett Wilson is excellent. If you missed his touchdown catch, he had a brilliant yeah. touchdown catch. But I just can't see Zach Wilson. I think. Zach's gotten better because of Aaron's tutelage, but is he ready? I don't know. I mean, I think it's skills mills time. <laughs> the problem with the 2000 Ravens comparison is that Trent Dilfer was this older player who who understood that all I got to do is hand the ball off and not screw it up. Zach Wilson's still a young guy who believes that he's a dude. So he's not going to just simply be a guy who's going to be willing to not try things. And we saw he tried one thing and Milano was standing right there. Um, and they said, no more of that. Remember that thing that he tried where he ran backwards like 40 yards out yes. of field goal range? Yes, and that luckily thing. got rid of the ball. And when he went to the sideline, yeah. he had Nathaniel Hackett was in his ear, and you could tell he's saying, don't do 
Right? Don't do that. <laughs> Fitz Magic was on with Peyton and Eli. And he Did was you like, watch that? Yeah, 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 I was watching that that broadcast. And, <clears throat> and he goes, man, I've never seen a guy that needs to throw 40 yards to get five-yard gains. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, <laughs> that's the way he loves to. He goes, he loves to run backwards. Uh, okay, so odds for the next Jets quarterback, next Jets signing: Nick Foles is three to one, Colt McCoy four to one, Taysom Hill five to one, Davis Mills seven. So wait, one. wait. So is Taysom with the? They're talking about a trade. Some of these are yeah, trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All tra- yeah, this is trades. Carson Wentz eight to one, Cooper Rush ten to one. Teddy Bridgewater, Taylor Heineke, Case Keenum. Case, you know what? The Texans nah, give us a second rounder for of Case. those guys, the one that would make sense to me would be maybe Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke would be good. I, I don't think, think Davis, I, I like Taylor's game. Taylor's actually, I, I wouldn't, I mean, personally, I wouldn't take Davis Mills. All he is is, now they do need a backup. Did you see they went in the game with no back, They no third quarterback? And Zach Wilson got some, Matt Milano was hitting anything that moved last night. Yeah. That guy made a billion plays, it seemed like. But, um, they had no backup quarterback. But Jacoby ready. Brissett, that wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah, that'd be all right. I mean, you know, I mean these are guys who are starting experience yeah. who can deliver a football. That's the kind of guy you like got to get a mobile talking about player, with Trent Dilfer. You have to have a Jacoby's mobile player. been around, seen it, done it. I mean, that, that and he's still, you know, he's got a gun and he's he's won some football games. But uh, who can who can move? Who's you got to have somebody who can move because that offensive line isn't great. I mean, Taysom Hill's not a good enough passer. Uh, Carson Wentz is just a just not a Russell runner. Wilson. Uh, seventy five oh, to one. Russell seventy five to one. Right. Seventy Russell. Joe 70. Flacco's on this. <laughs> you list. want a team, Russell Wilson with with Nathaniel Hackett again? That's not what oh, no. people are predicting. Oh, hey, what about da- <laughs> what, what is about- that? You'd have to fire Hackett. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to. Fire. Okay, here are the most interesting names to me that I think would be Gardner legitimate. Minshew. Not Tim. They got Tim Tebow on here at one hundred fifty to one, <laughs> and Andrew Luck at a hundred to one. Yeah. Come on, what are we doing? Ryan Fitzpatrick, 75. The ones that are most interesting to me that I think could happen would be Andy Dalton at 35 to 1. Um, oh, yeah, but I, but I wouldn't want to do that if I was some. Gardner Minshew at 40 to 1. Yeah, but there's no way they're going to. No, they probably don't get rid of They have to they, have they him need, with They need a backup there. And then what about. Uh, Anthony Richardson is paying up, okay. too, by the way. So is there. Yeah. yeah. And you're well, going to have to have a good backup because he's going to try to run. Or did they use him a bunch? The number of passes, the number of runs he had. Oh, no, they put a lot on his. The on his sacks. Shoulders. I mean, they put a lot on his play. What did you. What do you think about. Are we going to get anything going with Tom Brady talk? Yes. It's already started this morning. It started, but is it legit? It should be legit. He's a Tom twenty just, to one on this list. Tom just goes in and just does one year. You know, he keeps himself in shape. He just goes in and does one year. If Tom Brady were to go to the Jets, I think they have a legitimate chance to be a playoff team. Yeah. If it's Zach Wilson, like you, I just, I just don't see what Zach if it's being Nick able Foles? to do it. Tom Brady's gonna I, show up on a Sunday, ring that stupid bell in Gillette, and talk about Patriots for life, and then and then go to go, the Jets. Go to the Jets. <laughs> Hey, it, it'd be the opposite of what uh, Bill uh, Belichick, Belichick did. did. Yeah. Tyrod yeah, Taylor's right. on the list. Well, we'll see. Uh, Davis Mills. You know what? I, he, dude's got a, some experience. I think he's a winner. I think he's a winner. <laughs> what do you give up for him? A Based second? on what? I think a second. Second, two what seconds. Are you, what are you basing him being a winner on? Three seconds. You know what the Texans gave up for Matt Schaub? He won. Two seconds. This is yeah. a backup here. Yeah. Two seconds for for Davis Mills. Well, yeah, but, said, no. but they've some, seen him play every game. Every well, no one's seen. every game has two halves, and every half can be a game for you. Yeah, what? And basically, he Where won did, some of those halves. You know what? So it's kind of like he's a winner. Uh, didn't didn't match up play at Virginia? Yeah, and 
Okay, Did Virginia lost this week. So, I mean, to a, oh, a, there's the a terrible Excuse team. Excuse me? Davis Mills is a better option. Because of a, a, something, something that happened By the way, Virginia a lost decade to plus after Matt covered. Schaub left the school? Virginia yeah. covered. Virginia. Yeah, they weren't favorite against uh, James Madison, were they? James Madison was a touchdown favorite at Virginia. <laughs> what? I saw that and I was like, how bad is Virginia? I bad. mean, James Madison is always that's a good program. Good. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, a really were, good program. They were a six and a half point dog. No kidding. Yeah. I was like, wow. What? Um, uh, yeah. Jameis Winston, I think he'd be perfect for the I think, If you're going to go get one, a guy, that would be the guy I would go get. You would? If I'm the Jets. If I had oh my, God, if I had my brothers statue. on this list. You guys cannot have statues. No, I'm looking for I the would comedy. have Taylor Heineke. I Taylor Heineke Taylor is the one that would make sense yep. to me. Yep. Run a team. It's not going to be a substantial upgrade over Zach Wilson, but he's athletic. He's mobile outside the pocket, and he'll, he can just deliver the ball and play on time and be smart. Cooper Rush, too slow. He's on this list. Um, Taysom Hill, not enough arm. Colt McCoy just really hasn't played enough football Athletic, lately. though. T- uh, Taysom, yeah. you know what? Oh, very that athletic. offensive line. What about Colt? He's sitting out there as a – Colt's a street-free agent, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was cut. I mean, but no one picked him up. No. I just don't. I think Heineke Man, you talk about with an offensive line like that, you want Colt McCoy? I would do everything. He's like I could sixty to, years old. I would do everything I could to, I would do everything I could to convince Tom Brady. Oh, but you can't. But he's a kind. He's, he's going to go against the family. He's a statue too. Is yes. he going to go against the family? Probably not. But which family? The he, Patriot family. Because she ain't talking about Giselle. She, are, well, she already made her point. No, well, we know that. But he's going to he's going to say I'm a Patriot for life. Show up on game one, then go play them twice this year. He's no. going to be a Patriot. For he's life. a Patriot. He's a sleeper cell. He, but he, he goes in the Jets and messes it up. <laughs> Why would he spend his time doing that? <laughs> All right. 703-780-3776 is the number if you want to get in here. Anything that you want to talk about, you're more than welcome to do that. Hey, listen. My bookie. This is uh, it, it, the start of the season is here. It's so fun. If you haven't been on my bookie, if you've never seen it before, it's the, I think it's the best betting set you can go to. They got a cash out early on your parlay. Uh, deal now that is fantastic. If you're looking for a great way to play, win and get paid, and you have you ever been able to? Okay, you hit the first two legs of your parlay. Have you ever been? Able, I just you know what? I'm not crazy about the last one. I want to cash out now. No, you can't do that. Oh yes, you can. You can do that at my bookie. Join the my bookie family for an entire season filled with daily odd boosts, game same game pl- parlays, and super contests. And and you know what? We'll find out what they do with the Aaron Rodgers things. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, books that have, that canceled Aaron Rodgers uh, plays yesterday. We'll see what my bookie does with that this season. My bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code bet nine seven five on a deposit of fifty dollars or more, and you can receive up to two hundred dollars in cash instantly to your my bookie account. Bet your deposit amount once, and you're already uh, you can re- you are already ready to withdraw at any time. Again, that's promo code bet nine seven five to claim your cash deposit bonus. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. Love for him, so, you know, you know, my heart goes out to him. I have no idea what's happened. I got to see my halftime for a second, but, you know, I, I know, you know, he'll find a way to keep, keep working to get back, but that, that's tough. It hurts us as a team, you know, but my job as a quarterback is I got to step up and, 
I got to be able to be efficient as I can in that offense. And a lot of emotions, right? Like week one, opening day, you know, um, trying to learn as much as I can from this guy, but I also got to make sure I'm ready to go. And so a lot of emotions, you know, you got to be able to try and stay calm and, you know, go out there and try and perform the best you can. What was that conversation at halftime? Like you said, you, you spoke to him briefly. What did he say to you? What'd yeah, you I mean, the whole team was up to him. So, so really, I just kind of went in there and said, love you, man. You know, didn't ask him any questions. Just, just wanted to show him that I love him. That's uh, Zach Wilson. He, I, honestly, of maybe of all the people that hated that Aaron Rodgers injury the most, it was probably Zach Wilson. Yeah. Well, for a couple reasons. One thing Put you saw Put all from, of the weight on him. Yeah. I mean, and he wasn't, He. I don't think he's ready to do it, but I think, I think the Aaron Rodgers tutelage was going to, one thing about yeah. watching Hard Knocks is you realize Aaron really took him under his wing. He would tell him, come here, Zach, when you're looking at this, play you gotta you know you go from here to here on your reads Aaron was really helping him I was really impressed and you know he's not worried about the Jordan Love thing I'm sure there was some competitiveness there he already know he he knows he's the guy and he was very good with Zach Wilson and you could see Zach's confidence you could kind of see it yesterday he's a he's still a more confident player but I think it would have been so good for him to learn a whole year under Aaron Rodgers to give him a chance to resurrect his career basically and uh, but when and you're now, the guy that the, is creating the biggest disappointment, yeah, in the city, yeah, because it's so much pressure. I, I mean, it, honestly, the deflate, the deflate, uh, the, the deflating of that stadium when Aaron Rodgers went in and he, he and he went out and he had to go in. Did you see the look on it was, Robert Sala's face. Yeah, no, no. I Where mean, you are the cause for such. For, for such a disappointment in the city, mm-hmm. and there is such a difference between Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. And for him to be able to sit and learn, like you said, and, and watch a whole season of how Aaron Rodgers goes about it, learn everything he possibly could from him. Now, after just a, a, that's all he had was a training camp with him and four plays, and that's it. Now, Aaron Rodgers may be around and help him out but because he's getting paid 40-some million dollars, whatever Aaron Rodgers is. I forget what, how much, what his contract was. Maybe he'll come around and he'll hang out and he'll, and he'll help Zach Wilson through the season. But to be the cause of the biggest disappointment in sports that I can't remember, the buildup of Aaron Rodgers all offseason with all the Jets fans and all the national media and everything else – even just casual, I don't even care about Aaron Rodgers or the Jets or anything else. And it was just, it was just such a huge storyline all offseason. I, I don't remember it being such a, a popcorn fart. Like, like Y two Y two K is the only thing I think that's comparable. The build up to Y two K. Yeah, but this is based on something that was Y two K just never materialized. This, this is, didn't either. Well, it was but, four plays, but not yeah, but not through any fault of like, oh, we shouldn't have hyped it up like this. It was. Just a horrific injury. I mean, you lose J.K. JK Dobbins for the year, but this is Aaron Rodgers with a great defense, with veterans all over the team. Uh, Garrett Wilson, an emerging talent. You added Dalvin No, I know, but but I'm saying about as far as a buildup with such a a – like a nothing. It was a nothing. Well, it's a letdown. It's a a disappointment to me, a massive disappointment. Forrest Whitley maybe comes to mind. Well, those guys never never got it done. This well, is an injury. This, so was Forrest Whitley, like this is thirty in, injuries. But this is an injury short circuit at a Hall of Fame right. career, a Hall of Famer. Forrest Whitley never has done anything. Oh, it says ever. you. No, uh, <laughs> says all of everybody. But Aaron Rodgers still cl- clearly had plenty left in the tank. Um, but I mean, the Jets still won. That's what's lost. 
because they understand they may have won the battle, but they lost the war. Yeah. Make no mistake. There's no one they can pull off this list that John and I were reading that is going to give them a legit, legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl. It just, unless their defense is 85 Bears caliber, unless their defense is 2,000 Ravens, unless their running game has to be on a level of, you know, and, and eventually you have to get to a point where you're comfortable with Zach Wilson getting enough protection from the offensive line and then making smart plays. I don't know if I can get there with him. I mean, he had a bad interception in the middle of the field, but that was overshadowed in some ways by Josh Allen's. Look, the Jets don't even have a chance. They won in overtime with a punt return by uh, SFA's Stephen F. Austin's, uh, or is it Sam Houston or Stephen F. Uh, Stephen F. Austin's uh, Xavier Gibson wide receiver returned a punt for a touchdown in overtime. They won, but Josh Allen, I don't know that I've seen a player make more incredible plays and more terrible plays yeah. in one game. Yeah. In both of now, them. Now, like, how in the world is that not over the so line? So as long as your heel oh is... Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. As no, a your whole body can As be a quarterback, it. you know where the line of scrimmage is. You just have an innate feeling. You, if, if you... You have a you have an innate feeling about where the uh, if the rush is, is is beaten down on you. You have an innate feeling about where that line of scrimmage is and where you can't go. That he was uh, that that to me he's way over the line. But of he's scrimmage. not. They I mean his, the his back heel but the, is barely and when the ball and everything else is up right. in front of it. The to rule, me that's a dumb rule. It's, kind it's of a, a bad rule. It's kind of a strange rule that your entire body can be yeah. past the line of scrimmage. But if any part of your body, it's just like the offsides in soccer. If any yeah. part of your body is still equal to the line or behind the line, it's it's good. So at the time, real time, I thought he was past the line. I thought he was past the line, yeah. And then, uh, and then when you look at it and his heel is barely at the line of scrimmage, you're like, that's, that, I, I, I get the rule. It's just at least bad make rule. It the throwing, a, I think it's a the bad rule. throwing arm. Yeah, throwing it should be where is, the ball is. Yeah, where the ball, yeah. well, everything else is where the ball is, but apparently yeah. this is the one thing where the ball doesn't right. matter. It's the only yeah, thing. you can have the ball, wait, you can have the ball past it. Well, past except touchdowns, you know, the ball could be oh, out of bounds, but your feet are in bounds. Sure, you know. the plane or whatever, but the plane, his plane, the ball was way, way past, past the line it, of scrimmage. Way past it. Anyway. Uh, but regardless, he had, Jordan Whitehead intercepted him three times in the game. Two were deep balls with safety over the top where he just overthrew. It was just... It was almost like he was punting. Yeah. You know, and then the last one, Jordan Whitehead made a really good play on it, but I thought Troy Aikman did a great job of pointing out this is a bad route by Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis showed no sell. He did not sell to the inside to keep the safety from biting, jumping on that route. He ran a really rounded route with no fake on the inside. So Jordan J- Davis just undercut it and made a really good interception. But then um, in overtime, oh, no, it wasn't overtime. Then uh, – in the fourth quarter, you also had Josh Allen fumbling, you know, just kind of fumbling a snap, and uh, it was, it was, it was an exci- it was a fun game to watch from a standpoint of seeing if the Jets could somehow find a way to win. I was cheering for Zach Wilson; he's had a terrible two years. I'd like to see him, you know, salvage his career. I'm not against any quarterback at all. I'd, you know, I want him to do fine. Just not against Texans, but um, I but let's be real. I mean. Zach Wilson ain't going to cut it for them. Mm-hmm. They need Davis Mills more than ever before. Nope, nope, nope. And to me, you pay whatever it takes to get a Davis Mills in, in there. All right. If it's if it's a next year's first, then I would do that. They, if I'm they the need Jets, a Davis Mills. No. Did you see him against the Rams last year in the second half? What or about two the years Chargers? Ago, two years ago. And the Chargers last year. The Rams the two year years ago. The Chargers last year. No, the Chargers two years ago. 
No, Chargers were last year. They almost beat the Chargers. Yeah, well, well he, he right, right. They had that, 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 the Rams that they covered the second on the line, but they, they also beat the they Chargers beat the, Chargers the year, the year before. before. Yeah, they beat the Chargers. Yeah. They had Rams. They came back in the second half and covered. Yeah. So you like, think a conditional first or just a straight out first for Davis Mills? For, uh, first, well, it's just the first because we know no conditions. We know the Jets don't have to give the Packers a first. They have to give them a second because the Rodgers trade included a conditional first. Seven, how about he had to play 70% of the snaps? Yes. How about he's going to play less than 1% so of the snaps? So the Packers were counting on a first. They'll get the, their second. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to hurt. So the Jets have so a they first have to that give. available yes. for Davis Mills. They so that basically you give up a first and a second for Davis Mills. <laughs> a first and a second? Well, well I mean, you're, in, gonna go, yeah. you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, you got right, right. So, you know, for your quarterback... You end up giving up first and a second, and you you, you end up with Dave. There's a lot of people driving that like these guys are idiots. They think Davis Mills would go for a first. Okay, this is the part you don't where have I have to, to tell explain. you. It's a joke. No, you don't. It's not a joke. It's not a joke oh, to me. Is Bill maybe. O'Brien the GM for the Jets? Maybe what? Is Bill Bill O'Brien the GM for the Jets? Oh. Do we know that to be the case? Because yep. I feel like that's the only way that, that would happen. Scenario would happen. Yeah. Two firsts. He'd give up two firsts for, for Davis Mills. Yeah, two firsts. 727 ESPN 97592 We will hear from the this head coach, not the former head coach, Bill O'Brien, on the other side. But let's talk about Doc Linville right now. Doc Linville is awesome. Doc Linville is going to give you hair. Doc Linville gave me hair. I love what Doc uh, Linville did for me. 975hair.com is where you go. You find out whether or not you get the neo-grafting, which is a great process. was a simple process. Basically painless, but you also got a, um, an anesthesia that lasts for three days now. You don't need it for, to last for three days because I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I was back at work a couple days later. Fred, uh, I've t- said this I don't know how many times. Fred was in the chair neo, getting neo-grafting for eight hours, and then he worked that day. He worked at his afternoon show. That's how easy this, this process is. After that, you can also get the PRP, which will stimulate, stimulate the growth in your hair. Uh, this is something, ladies, that you could do as well. If your hair is thinning, uh, Doc Linville can get you to stimulate your hair. There's a lot of women that, that lose hair, and, and the PRP will help stimulate that hair. You don't, have to, you don't necessarily have to neograft. You can do PRP, and he can do it for men, women, whatever. The case may be, here's the deal, is you want hair, you, you, you love your hair, don't lose your hair. If you are losing your hair, go to 975hair.com, 975hair.com. ESPN. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back. So, did you see Zach Wilson walking off the field and into the tunnel and he got hit by a water bottle by a fan? No. Yeah. And you can see, I mean, I, the Jets need to investigate this. And he's the next BB, he's BB Rexa. You don't know what that means. No. Del, you know when BB Rex got hit in the face. I know who she is. I didn't know she got hit by She got, well, go look at that video. So she was, and so did uh, yeah, Nicki Minaj or uh, was it? Uh, Cardi. Uh, yeah. Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B got yeah. hit and she hit somebody with and a then, microphone. And then they, yeah, and then they, they, they're suing her. This is the new, this is the new, well, she kept asking for water. I don't yeah. know. But all I know is that this is the new thing where people are just throwing things at people. Well, how about how about Alabama fan? Oh, Did you that, hear that? Well, I thought a lot of that was really classy. Really? Oh my gosh! Uh, LSU fan came stuck his finger in my boot. Have you? That's the SEC for you. Yeah, that is the SEC. How about for Texas? They were they were. 
out. They were yelling stuff. Texas was taunting the, the fans like, you we've yeah, seen forever, around, you know, yeah. you, you've won, and now yeah. the fans who've been yelling at you, you go back at them. And this one fan who is yelling, there's people yelling at him, what's, what's to be expected? But the one who it seems like he's recording it, He too. might be recording Honestly, it. so I don't even know how it leaked. But he's recording it, and he's yelling at he them. He might have been. It could have been a guy next to him. You don't know. Yeah, and yeah. he's yelling at them to, uh, um, he's yelling at them, you're trash, what is he say, you're trash. He, I think he used the really, really bad F word. Did he, did he drop no, yeah, that? He oh, dropped, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He was calling them. Efforts, yeah, he and, was, and he was uh, telling them to go back to the projects. Yeah, he I kept mean, saying that over and yeah, over. Right, and it, uh, it's, uh, it was bad. It was bad. Alabama came out, and but did, did that, you that, see that, in a thread an LSU fan said, "Really, Texas Yard, this soft? If this is upsetting you so much, you're going to hate me in the SEC." I'm like, "Oh my god!" No, this is going to happen. Over the, this is going to happen all is the time in the SEC. Bad? Yeah, it's that bad. It is that bad. It's they're ugly. They are, SEC is the ugliest place for to, to be, and and for them to be, you know, Alabama. We do not. Yeah, you do every game. You, this happens at every game. This happens at, at Auburn. It happens at Georgia. It happens everywhere. So just at Ole Miss. It happens everywhere. So happen at Vanderbilt. It ha- no, maybe I don't know. You never know. It, Does it happen at Kentucky? You, that, no one cares at Kentucky. No, yeah. maybe it happens bas- in basketball. basketball yeah. Yeah, it happens in basketball. The great Adolf Rupp once <laughs> told me. <laughs> so D'Amico watched that game, and he saw how much Aaron Rodgers got hit. By the way, yeah, it was that Aaron Rodgers done after just four plays, and it was a former Texan who well, missed his block. Um, so this offensive line isn't any good either. D'Amico does not want to see after maybe even more so after watching that game, but this is yesterday morning. He was talking to the media does not want to see CJ getting hit nearly as much as he was on Sunday. When it comes to the quarterback being hit, you know, we don't want our quarterback hit as much as we were. We have to be better. I think overall, just as a group in protection, just how we, how we're helping. I thought we had some really good snaps of protection at times, but it's just being more consistent in our protection and our pickups. Well, and, and, and putting Michael Dieter at tackle. Now, they did that. They ran Michael Dieter on the field. He played right tackle, something he's never done before, and he gave up a sack immediately, sack fumble, and it was disastrous. They did move him to guard, and then they moved Josh Jones, who got a couple of holding penalties, uh, but he did he did relatively well for a relatively guy who just Relatively well, meaning up. not giving up a strip sack on the very first snap that you're in and only snap at tackle. So. That's just inexcusable. Like... I don't know who did it, but it's probably the O-line coach, and you cannot do that. That's That was basic. I saw Dieter. I'm like, what the hell is Dieter doing at right tackle? He's a center guard. Why is he out there at tackle? He doesn't have the quickness. to. That's David Ajabo out there. What are you doing? Yeah. And immediately, well, Ajabo, who's a strip sack master, by the way, in Michigan, he had like five or six strip yeah, sacks yeah, in one year. Yeah. And, and, and listen, that was a, a huge mistake, a rookie coach mistake, his first ever game. Um, but that's on the offensive line coach, not 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 doing that. As soon as that guy's injured, you don't put Michael Dieter, just throw him in at right tackle. Um, that's like putting Gray Kessinger in for uh, for uh, Jose Altuve and bat him first. You don't do that. You just don't do that. But wait a minute, yes, you do. Um, so, so, but what would, what would help? What would help CJ a bunch? How about running the ball more? Here's D'Amico talking about the run game. 
and how that really has to improve. With the running game, we'll see. Uh, we can continue to improve our running game. I want to get as many touches as as effective as we can be in a run game. We'll try to uh, try to do that, uh, and I think we can run it more. And we'll try to run it more, and think we can be more effective at it. We can block it better, and uh, you'll see that. Yeah, I mean, you really do. You really do have to, even if it's for naught, even if it's. But you just can't put CJ put all the weight on a rookie quarterback the way that they did on Sunday. You just can't. You gotta you gotta give the kid a little bit of a break right. and at least make them respect the possibility that you're gonna run the football. Yeah. Uh well that's the only way you're gonna win. I mean that, that offense is predicated on on running the ball well and help, helping it set up the the pass. Unfortunately, the Ravens basically said, We'll give you a chance to run on us because we're gonna play your bootleg stuff directly. So they had their DNs crashing down hard. And we may see that, you know, we may see that with other teams too, where the bootleg's just not going to be an option where he's, you know, under center and running that bootleg where he fakes the outside zone and tries to bootleg the other way. Honestly, if teams decide to keep their DN, what you want is to really start hitting some big cutbacks to where the DN has to crash down on the run play. That's you know, that's going to make it more valuable. So you're probably going to have to coach it up a little bit where Damian Pierce cuts it further back across the grain towards, you know, back towards the backside A gap or B gap. So that D end is, that D end is the team says, hey, we got to make sure you crush, you you clamp down on that on that gap. So that's going to be one of the only ways I think that they, you have to force that. But the Texans can run the ball. I think the Texans will be able to run it. You got to get Titus Howard back. I mean, that's just so important. You're you're going to be in some problem. You're going to be in a lot of trouble unless George Fant is is going to be okay. I haven't heard anything lately on George Fant. Have you? I didn't see anything no. yesterday. No, they haven't said. That. Haven't we'll see seen, what happens. Yeah, word one today in the entry. <clears throat> I did hear a story yesterday about Kevin Porter Jr. Oh yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. Rockets uh, guard was arrested in New York on suspicion of domestic violence. His girlfriend, who is a current or former WNBA player, I think former, um, she was found to have a laceration in her face that was bleeding. There were marks on her. Um, She went to her neck. On her neck. She went to the hospital and was hospitalized there. And Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested on uh, suspicion of domestic violence. And this is. this is going to be very interesting. I saw comments about, I mean, getting to how you deal with Kevin Porter Jr. and the basketball side for a second. There was, I saw Dave Hardesty from Clutch Fans. I think he was quoting uh, a salary cap guy who talked about it'd be, you, you take like, I want to say $3.4 million hit this year and then $4 million next year because his contract was not fully guaranteed. He, he famously had that contract that looked like it was really high, but he gave the Rockets a lot of protections. And looks like they may have to use that. So I think there's a really good chance that now he's beloved in the organization. Kevin Porter Jr. is beloved by management, by I think ownership. He's a guy a lot of people with the Rockets really, really like. Um, they must know something that I know from a basketball standpoint. I just I probably wouldn't have him if you're moving towards a different direction. But they like him personally. This could they be enough. Really like him. Yeah, this could be enough to where. Uh, they they pay him seven plus million dollars of whatever's guaranteed, and they move on. I mean, that's that's a lot really of what we're calling for at. it to happen now, and they can't. The NBA no. has to uh, do its investigation, right? And so you can't. You procedurally you cannot let him go yet. No. 
So you have to wait and see if you, you know, I say, God, fire him immediately. I mean, if it was, if it was Jalen Green or if it was Fred Van Vliet, not, not saying either of those guys would do this, but if it was somebody that was actually people liked, that people wanted on the team, they might not be so quick to judge. But uh, this is Kevin Porter Jr. And a lot of people, for whatever reason, a lot of people don't want even want him on the team. You know, they really, really like him. I know this for a fact. I've talked to them about this, that they they think he is a really good kid. And there's it, the, the misconception about him publicly is, uh, I, I mean, they, they just feel like, you know, he, he was the only one that was at the Ime Adoka, which is kind of dumb for young players not to all show up for the new coach's press conference. Kevin Porter Jr. was the only one that actually showed up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were like, and, 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 and he spoke, and they really, 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 really like this kid. And, unfortunately, he's now done another thing that is really hurting his off-the-court thing. His that maturity doing, level is... My son asked me about it. He goes, I'm sorry, I may get in trouble for saying this, but what a dumbass he is. Mason texted me that from school because he has a billion notifications on his phone. I didn't even know what had happened with KPJ at the time. And he texted me, and I had to look it up. And he goes, why would he do something like that? And my answer to him was, well, you know, he's emotionally immature. He's He doesn't know how to, and he has anger problems. And, you know, we saw it when he was a young, he was a very young person coming out. He spent a year in college. and he went to Cleveland and had and had issues with anger and maturity at Cleveland. This is who he is. I mean, this is this is who he is. Can he get better in life? Maybe so. But this is one where if you're the Rockets, you really and, and you've got a you've got a head coach who got dismissed from the Celtics for not domestic stuff, but for you know, but but for issues with a woman. I don't I wouldn't take a chance. I'm like, I don't want to be that team. Kevin Porter Jr., it's, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And frankly, if the reports come out, I mean, he was clearly, if everything is true, what came out, he was very violent. Forget all the other stuff. Are you going to keep that guy if he's hitting women and causing lacerations and, you mm. know, got his hands around people's throats? Are we really doing that? No. Apparently, he had to be led into the room. Yeah. And then he, he came home late is yeah. what is what I read. That's Robert Little had that. He came home late at six something in the morning. This this arrest happened at six forty seven, yeah. or they were called at six forty seven in the morning. So I think you know it's a relationship thing, right? Yep. You get home way later than you were supposed to. She locked him out. She was mad at him, whatever. And then he had somebody let him in, and then you know, allegedly went to work on his girlfriend. And if you're the Rockets, this just isn't something I wouldn't I wouldn't put up with it yeah. or deal with it. I don't want to butcher her name, but is it is it? Here's Ray Gondrezic. Gondrezic. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. She is the goddaughter of John Lucas. Yikes. E. All right, 703-780-3776. If you want to get in here, and there's an update on the Mel Tucker situation as well, that is really it's really gotten to a point where, oh my goodness, this thing is this thing is really convoluted. Uh let's talk a little bit about tequila right now, though, Lance. Well, it's not convoluted from a tequila standpoint. When they crystal, so what they do is on their Cristalino, and they they invented the Cristalino. This is something they came up with where they took three different types of tequila and they charcoal filter it, which you know gets out the impurities. They age it to have an impact on. Well, by charcoal filtering it, impurities, but I should really say it it basically gives it the clear the clear look. Um, it it, it clarifies it. And then you have the aging process and everything that they do from from that standpoint that gives it the flavor profile. 
and it is fantastic. The Cristalino is really, really nice. Um, it's got a, a little bit of a sweet finish, a little hint of sweetness, and it is a very smooth tequila. It is excellent for sipping, and I highly recommend it. And that's just an example of how they're ahead of the game. Maestro Dobel is a very big tequila in Mexico, uh, very beautifully designed bottles that you can buy there. And in the States, they're getting bigger and bigger. They continue to market. They continue to get put in more stores. And the quality of their product is outstanding. I vouch for them all day long, no matter whether it's Reposado, Añejo, the Silver, the Smoke Silver, the Cristalino, or the Big Boy, which is more expensive, the Añejo Extra Cristalino, which is top of the line. You're going to get quality that really hits the spot and a great price point. It's Maestro Dobell. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. Hey, right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713 is the number if you'd like to get in here. A side note, we don't care about Michigan State, but it is a weird story. Mel Tucker being accused of um, <clears throat> self-gratification, non-consensual self-gratification on a Look phone call. Look at John, the yeah. growth. The growth from yesterday, from yesterday when he mentioned Hank. My my son Mason goes, I got in a car and you said earmuffs. Like, what was John talking about? I said, I can't remember. Mm. And my wife said, oh, I heard it. And I said, well, I don't remember what it was. She said, oh, I'll tell you later. I said, I didn't say anything. She goes, Oh, you were involved. I yes, you were. I said, no, I wasn't. Yes. I remember so, I had to say earmuffs so John realized there were kids going to school at 8. I remember it was 820 on there. So but your this wife, is, now he is using words that can trick kids. So your wife actually made her son, made your son put his hands over his ears so he didn't hear it? No, I said earmuffs on the, but we, I, we, yeah. we stopped talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, because John's, but John's shown growth. Yeah, no, this is a very is a much mature, different way of appro- a approaching it than what he did of, yesterday. Of saying what he did, yeah. When, when you mentioned Hank and whatever else you said. Yeah, I know what he said. I just don't want to finish yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Yell out with your Dell out. And that's, <laughs> with Tank Dell out. Or no. Tank, roughing tank, up yeah. the suspect. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> why, did you, why did you do that, Lance? That's on you. What did I do? Yell out with your Dell out. Did you just let him down the road? Before we get into Mel Tucker, let me just get the KPJ. I want to get some distance and separation. Let's get Clarence in real quick. Oh, okay. So get his thoughts on uh, KPJ. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., once again, if you're just joining us, arrested yesterday on suspicion of domestic violence that ended up sending uh, his girlfriend Is to the hospital. Is this our Clarence that was at Nick's place with us the other day? I don't know. Uh, the one and only was going on. What's gentlemen? up, Clarence? Doing? Uh, doing good. You know... I keep hearing y'all call KPJ a kid, and like in our eyes, yes, he is a kid, but he's still a young man and someone in a Rockets organization. I don't want to sound like I'm blaming them as well, but after mistake, after mistake that he's made publicly and outside of basketball life, someone in that organization should have gotten him help, got him counseling, try to help him mature as a man instead of the irrational image immature man child that he is putting hand on a woman and i don't care what kind of investigation the nba and the rockets have to find out the, the moment that news came out and you've seen how she looked it's over for him he's gone he he shouldn't even be in the league and everybody wants to believe in second chances but second chances need to be earned not given 
And that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know that the Rockets haven't haven't done what you're discussing. I don't know. Um, honestly, I really don't know. And I, it does seem like they have an unusual amount of of love for this kid, uh, this young man. You're right. He is a young man, and he needs to be held accountable for his actions. And I think he will be by the league. I think the league will suspend him uh, for the for the year, basically. I don't know. What happened they with get Mikhail P- Bridges? Not Mikhael Mc- Bridges. No, but- what's Mikhail Bridges? You're- no, my- no, Bridges. Not Bridges. Though. Bridges in Charlotte. I don't remember his first name. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, what happened with him, his suspension? Miles Bridges is Miles his name. Miles Bridges. I don't did they I don't know if they came down and said an entire year. It was just like, well, this is under investigation. I don't remember if they actually said, Oh, he's out for seventy games. I forgot how they how they worded it, but he didn't play obviously last year. Um now but he will play this year, it looks like I mean, like. frankly, th- this domestic view- abuse cannot be tolerated. This is really I'm seeing this so much. Like I can't believe how many videos I see on YouTube of just men who, and I understand there's some situations where women get violent with the men. Still, and they, no hands on but, a woman. But that's what I'm, I mean. Yep. This this thing where athletes are just they they just they they punch women, or that young men think it's okay to just fight women. Mm-mm. I'm just I just can't believe no, the saw, amount of times I'm seeing this. Now. I saw a video yesterday, and of it's happening. The guys more, hitting a woman. The, the, yeah, I don't care how crazy she gets. You, you walk away. I love. There was the Raiders game. Um, where the Raider fan was in the face of the, it was that might have been the Chandler Jones game where he caught the pass and or ca- caught the, the lateral against the Patriots. Yeah, and this Patriot, this woman was in his face so bad and get, touching and all this stuff. Yeah, and he it, just stood there. Yeah, but that's and I was be, like, but that's got to be addressed too. Yeah, like that. No, cannot, yeah, right, people right. need to step in and not let that kind of crap right. happen. Also. And if women attack men, they need to be held accountable, and mm-hmm. and and the legal system needs to step in and arrest men. Yeah, and bodily all that harm too. against anyone should be held accountable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, but 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 pro athletes who now are and, and athletes and young people in general who are coming up thinking that that you know that if you get mad that reach that that lashing out and physically assaulting uh, your your partner is okay. I mean, it's not okay. You you, you and let's start coming down hard as leagues on. You it. have to. Make a business decision. And I know that the heat of the moment is probably is so great, but this is all a business decision, guys. And, oh, by the way, you shouldn't put hands on a woman. But the loss of revenue from one moment is, I mean, you can't even put, it's it can't be dumber. You have to be able to control yourself. And I know that's awfully difficult in an emotional situation, but you have to. And and you know what? KPJ might have, he just might have ruined his entire career. We'll see if he is able to bounce back from this. And we'll see what, what the Rockets do. I don't know do. all the details. They're still, and I think it's important we say that. You know, Matt Arizer was, I, once again, we're about to talk about Mel Tucker. Uh, we'll have to do it on the other side, but it is, we still need to talk. We got more text and sound. We'll get right. to the Astros briefly, but there's really, frankly, I don't even know that we should even talk. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Astros? They got three hit. They had a one hitter going into the ninth. They got beaten by the A's, dominated by the A's. Is there? Don't we just throw this game in the trash and move on to today? Yeah. Well, I well, think it's important to understand that a loss didn't really hurt them, but it did hurt John's chances of them finishing with the six. And, and that's important so that's great. Too for us. Uh, just to clear it up, how the NBA treated Miles Bridges? He was arrested on J- June 29th, twenty twenty two. Now he was a impending free agent. 
So obviously that ruined his free agency. Uh, the so he didn't really sign a deal. He had a qualifying offer that he did not sign at the time, and no one was going to give him any money. So the NBA waited till April fourteenth of twenty twenty three to suspend him for 30 games, which meant it took away the rest of the regular season because they, they're at the end. But I think he's available to play starting um, this, this year. year. This year. He's allowed to so start. It was I was a 30 game, about it. It was a 30-game suspension, but he didn't play at all last year because the, the – He's Horn- on a three-year – by the way, he's on three-year probation yeah. with the legal well, system. And, and That's K- pretty – You know, KPJ is going to probably face in a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what all the – But we'll see. When we come back, we uh, we do need to get to main stories again. We'll reset for those of you on the road. Aaron Rodgers, huge news. You've got the Texans. We'll hear from D'Amico Ryans and Will Anderson and uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s future. But this Mel Tucker stuff is – I th- I think it's worth I think it's worth talking about. Absolutely. We, you got to talk right now about underdog fantasy. I know underdogs worth talking about. I know that their pick'em challenge is 100. I don't know if it's a it's not a contest. It's more of kind of a challenge because you're 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 playing against yourself and you're playing against the game. Basically, they set different types of uh stats for the different players, right? So they every player has certain type of stats. For example, you had yesterday Brees Hall's rushing yardage or it might have been receiving yards or Garrett um or 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 Garrett's uh catches Garrett Wilson's catches total catches like five and a half for example might be a number and they set the stat and you go higher or lower and if you pick those right you have a chance to multiply your money this is this is awesome with the pick them you pick two right you get three times your money if you pick two high or low right you get three times your money if you pick five right you get 20 times your money and they gave you a layup the other day um um it's a ten dollar minimum it's a ten dollar maximum but they gave you saquon barkley was 0.5 you could have gone higher and there's your first winner but you have to but you have to you know um but but it's a ten dollar max there there's no maximum you can put whatever you want on your pick em challenge when you decide to play on underdog fantasy it's an easy format to use whether you're going to underdogfantasy.com or using the, uh, the app that you download, but I want you on your first deposit to use promo code Lance because they're going to throw $100 into your account. Well, up to a $100 match on your first deposit. So make sure you're putting in at least $100. Maximize your deposit, guys. Once again, make sure you let me know when you do that so we'll play some uh, daily fantasy against each other as well. It's my good friends over at Underdog Fantasy. That's underdogfantasy.com. Must be 18 or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Conservative play. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org.